Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Nick. Today, we talk very important about the colon. Yes, if you're on the toilet and you cannot go, then you need to check and see if you're constipated. First, you take a two fingers and you stick them up your butt. If you feel a third, then you need to seek medical attention. Or you could try to use a plunger or a shop bag. But whatever you do, don't stay constipated for too long or you end up like a king on his throne. Like my most famous patient, Mr. Elvis Presley. Goodbye, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Oh my god. And I'm Lance Wackerly. They call that thing vagina. It's fucking awesome. Oh, it's gross. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Dee's hetero life partner, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, hetero life partner? How, how was the weekend? It, it was good. <laughs> no comment. Uneventful. I didn't do anything. Yeah, you know, my, my weekend was uh, unremarkable. You know, Saturday night, stayed in, watched a little Betty White, Saturday Night Live. I didn't see that yet. Um, you know, so there, there's, a really, uh, there's a really good clip uh, she did where all the staff of the SNL crew... Mm-hmm. Are singing uh, "Thank You for Being a Friend" the the uh, Golden Girls theme. Yeah, I know the song. And then <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. She point does her me. own version, which was done by like Cannibal Corpse. Oh, like in the main, yeah, it was it was it was rousing. Did they actually the have Cannibal Corpse there backing her up? No, but she put like a ski mask on and was moshing and like smashed a bottle over Sandberg's face. I mean, it was pretty. Sounds like murder core. Yeah, no, it was definitely it was definitely heavy. Uh, it, it totally reinvented her character in my mind. Yeah, you know what? I'm a little sick of Betty White. <laughs> yeah, all of a she sudden, she just overexposed over... herself. Overexposed herself in the space of like a month. It was, it was since I blamed the Super Bowl ad. Yeah, and then all of a sudden now the hipsters glommed on to uh, Betty White. <laughs> yeah. But she was always my favorite Golden Girl, so I'm not that upset. Really? Yeah. I'm not that perturbed. Really? Who's your favorite Golden Girl? At least Estelle Getty or Rue McClanahan, but not Betty White. You just like Rue McClanahan because she's a slut and she's you like old chicks. She's a sexy chicks. grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so then Sunday I went to the uh, How Weird Street Festival, which is one of those just lame San Francisco street festivals. Can we finally answer the age-old question? Which one? How Weird. <laughs> If you're going to name your festival you know a question, you know, the question must be answered. To, to be honest, I think it was banal. I don't even think it was that weird at all. I think it was people trying to be weird. Yeah, which is never... And, and making a festival for, for proclaiming how weird they are. But yet, in fact, it's just a bunch of like Burning Man people dressed up as furry creatures. Yeah. Not that weird. I thought it was no, kind of boring. Pretty plebeian. Yeah. I, I thought it was very commonplace. <laughs> And I, I just well, kind of yeah, like, weird people are, are like the guy on the corner who, you know, dude, we're getting crack rocks off the street in the weird tenderloin. Is the that Folsom guy's weird. Street fair. The guy like well, tossing yeah. someone's salad right in public, and then the guy's like, you know, peeing all over in the face of another guy. Now that's weird. And the whole point of the Folsom Street Fair is to is to normalize that behavior, right? Just to say like, yeah. hey, that we. But we some guy do- wearing a monkey outfit dancing to Goa trance music in the street, I don't find that that weird. 
No, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it was a, it a was, waste of time. You know, yeah, I'd say that. Although but there were a lot would, of hot chicks, there were a lot would, of a lot yeah, of hot yeah, chicks. I that, saw some pictures in the SF gate. And all these and all these festivals that they have, there's always like these roaming like middle aged perverts just that just have these cameras, these wide angle lenses that have no shame. They'll go right up to a girl who's wearing a G string and just like take a picture of her ass. Well, they're just photography buffs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an amateur photog. This is what I do for fun Here's in my, my leisure web- time. Here's my website. It's a GeoCities account. <laughs> just a bunch of fifteen year old girls' butt yeah. cracks. So yeah, it was you know, it's rather unremarkable weekend. Nothing I can really uh Write home about. But then, all of a sudden, come Monday, be set with tragedy. I wake up in the morning. I know. Wacky, you're still upset about it. I'm, I'm over it now. I'm over it. I'm over, I'm over it now. The, the crying, the tears have passed. But still, all of a sudden, Monday, be set with tragedy. One of my heroes, one of my icons, one of my inspirations. The illustrator of my dream life. <laughs> Frank Frazetta died at the age of 82. Yeah. Really. Found out this Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Ruined my whole day. Yeah. Do we so, want to talk about it? Well, yeah. You know, I want to dedicate... Because it's catharsis. It's cathartic just to get it out there, to get these feelings out in yes. front, you know, just to <laughs> share. Your fe- I know, you know, the crying, it, let, it, let, let the tears flow, Wackerly. I don't cry. You know? I don't tear. I cry, but I don't tear. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry. That's a real crying when you say boo-hoo. And laugh at the same time. But no, it, it, it really did. It set off my Monday. It was a black Monday for me when I, I woke up and uh, read the news, and there it is. Frank Frazetta, I've been illust- illustrator of an icon, a figure who's ha- always had a special place in my heart. Well, and died that's, at the age of 82. That's the big question. I mean, was he merely an illustrator, or will he be remembered as you know one of the great American artists? I, you know what? I, this is what I say. In my mind... He'll always be remembered as a great American pornographer because was that was world. my first masturbation material. Was yeah. a heavy metal magazine. Really? But back then, dude, I wasn't one of those lucky kids who had like a divorced father that had playboys that and box penthouses porn, yeah. and hustlers lying around. I wasn't mm-hmm. one of those kids. My dad's a rabbi. I might have like Torah Weekly lying around <laughs> or the Jewish News. It's hard to jack <laughs> off to that. But my brother had a copy of Heavy Metal, Heavy oh, Metal yeah. magazine, and uh, Frank Frazetta. And people might, you know, obviously you've seen his sketches. If you don't know his sketches, if you don't know his sketches, you should search and do some studying right now because the man's a legend. But he had all those sketches of like uh, scantily, um, scantily, sc- clad. <laughs> scantily clad wenches, and uh, you know, with uh, barbarians and dragons yeah. and all sorts the of whole, things. The whole Conan the Barbarian movie they based sir, the whole look of that movie off of Frank Frazetta's drawings and paintings. And then the, you mean uh, Conan the Destroyer, Conan the Barbarian? Yeah, the Barbarian. When, did, when was Frank Frazetta popular? Like when? When was his? What was his? Like when were his salad days? Uh, well, I mean, I would say the late seventies, early eighties are when he was like most prolific. I would think. So he, he's he been he was he was doing like comic books and everything since the fifties. I guess he's from is, Brooklyn. Is that how he got his start, though? Comics, yeah. So he was doing comics. He's an illustrator for comics, and he started doing both. He was just like some like 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 rough and tumble kid from the streets of Brooklyn, and for some reason he was like a child prodigy artist. And uh, but you know his parents were like, "What the fuck?" You know they were just like working class Brooklyn people, 
And then somebody at school was like, you really need to put this kid in an art school. You can't That's just send him to like, like the stupid PS2 and he's drawing like the best rack of titties you'd ever see. I don't, I don't think his childhood <laughs> paintings were of that sort of stuff. I could see his teacher being like, look at that ass. <laughs> I'm getting a boner right now. You gotta put right. this kid in art school. Right. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought. But, oh, but, but it was weird because he grew up like, and there was all these other kids, like, like founders of Mad Magazine and stuff. That, that were his he, friends like, or his colleagues? Yeah, no, his friends. So he, like, knew all... They just had this group of people in Brooklyn that, like, would play baseball together, and then they would get, like, comic book jobs. And then I think he had a falling out with the comic industry somehow. He pissed off, like, one of the big players, and then he got into the, like, doing uh, science fiction pulp novel cover art. And I guess it was, like, a revolution. Like, well, his yeah. his cover would sell a book... You know, a million copies where the story sucked. People were clearly just buying it for the cover. So he did illustrations of Conan the Barbarian, Tarzan, Vampirella, and uh, Rand McMorrin. Yeah, he did album covers, movie posters, painting. He did, uh, you know, the album uh, was it? No, Show No Mercy. No, not Show No Mercy. No, no Mercy by Nazareth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Death Dealer album, Molly Hatchet covers. Yeah, he did a. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a couple more too that I can't think of. But yeah, you've seen his paintings. But as a kid, I just remember like you know looking at this heavy metal magazine, coveting this heavy metal magazine because <laughs> like it's only you know they, yeah, there's a lot of side boob showing there, and it's giving me a boner, right? Because that's all you need back then. Yeah, and if if you could get your hands on a Victoria's Secret catalog, that's like you know winning the lottery. Well, that didn't even exist back then. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, but there wasn't even a Victoria's this Secret. This was pre J C Penney's catalog. Yeah, right. But yeah, no, what I had... The, We've the, all the, seen the kind of underwear in the J.C. Penney's <laughs> Not super My sexy. first masturbation material was a copy of Heavy Metal, which had a lot of illustrations by uh, Frank Frazetta. So he's always going to have a special place in my heart just for that. But think about it this, this way, too. Do you think of Frank Frazetta when you masturbate? <laughs> no, it's, it's just Seinfeld. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, I'll think about the, you know, my, my, you know, the, the initial days, the genesis of masturbation yeah, of D. Right. Simon was, you know, finding Valkyrie that, that heavy woman. metal. Yeah. There's some hot chicks, dude. I still think they're kind of, I mean, I still like get slightly aroused. There's some movement down there when I look at his paintings. Yeah, I, I agree. His, his, the women that he paints uh, typically have some junk in the trunk. <laughs> Accentuated female figures. Yes. But it's great. But it's great. Mm-hmm. But he was also the inspiration of so many Heshers. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the guys with feathered hair and plastic combs in their back pockets. Well, let's not forget about the airbrushed vans. You yeah. Know? The airbrushed vans with the Frank's, Frank Frazetta artwork on the side. Yeah. You don't see that much anymore. More, now it's like more of a graffiti thing. But people used to have like fantasy scenes airbrushed on the side of their on van. On the side of their vans. Yeah. Full on rape vans. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, think about all the heavy metal artists that were influenced by Frank Frazetta's illustrations. All of them. All of them. I mean, like, uh, we're, we're going to end the show here with one of my favorite uh, current metal bands, High on Fire. And, I mean, they owe their, and, and, uh, their entire inspiration to Frank Frazetta. For the album covers or their the music and artwork, everything? The music themselves. They're <laughs> yeah, singing about right. orcs and frost giants and naked chicks mm-hmm. and battling orcs. Yeah. I mean, that's all that Frank Frazetta drew. I just wonder. Prime, what, yeah, ninety nine percent. Was that? I think he did a little. He like you know made some excursions here and there, but that's what he was into. But it's funny though because I can recall as a kid. Um, do you, Do you remember how many Hessians and Heshers that, that went to your school that would just sit there all day in their notebook doing illustrations of barbarians and right, swords on the line fighting paper, dragons yeah. on the line paper? Yeah. I recall like when Geniuses. I was in ninth grade. <laughs> there was a, my lab partner in earth science was this kid named James Orlewski. He was classic 
plastic comb in the back pocket of his acid wash jeans, feathered hair. Mullet. Uh, 20-year-old senior. <laughs> he had been nice. held back a couple times. Yeah, get held back one more time. And you I, can buy beer for the whole school. <laughs> I love how, though, and uh, he was in a ninth grade earth science class. And so the teacher, based on you know, your names, you know, Rutlewski, Simon, I'm, he's sitting next to me. So yeah. that's my lab partner for the, for the, the year or whatever the semester. <laughs> and so basically, I had to do all the work. Or he'd beat the shit out of me. It's so funny because now just everybody drops out when they're like in sixth grade. You know, yeah. like like seventy percent of kids in Oakland uh, public schools drop out when they're in uh, what did I say sixth grade. I just made up the statistic, but so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but like back then, like why would he stay in school? Well, until what I understand, why point? would the school want him to succeed? I mean, uh, well, what does James Orlewski do now? I, I picture him maybe working at like a. a, a an automotive repair shop, maybe uh, managing I picture a him, subway. I picture him not working. Oh, managing a subway. Yeah, I can really? see managing a subway after a few years. But I just remember this kid, like all day, I'd be sitting there. I can there. picture that type of guy robbing the subway. <laughs> yeah, he's probably in prison. But so I, I'd be sitting there doing the whole lab and like with the beakers out and all that and writing up the lab report. Meanwhile, what is James Rutluski doing? He's just sitting there drawing barbarians and hot chicks yeah. and dragons in his, you know, spiral-bound notebook. Well, throughout history, the Jews have been more represented in the sciences than the uh, the <laughs> Heschers. <laughs> so, I mean, it doesn't make it does not super surprising. But you know, this 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 guy James obviously was uh, Frank Frazetta was probably one of his icons, one of his inspirations. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he probably you didn't know? even know who it was, but he was definitely. But he's working probably in, seen that artwork in the shadow before. of. Yeah, but Frank will always be remembered as one of the most, probably the most renowned fantasy illustrator of the 20th century. I mean, he's the one who, the godfather of fantasy illustration. Within that niche, he's the heavy hitter, for sure. It's interesting, though, that, uh, so he just died on uh, Monday. He yeah, suffered he did, a stroke. Like, a, he'd had a bunch of strokes before, yeah, and like, I, had lost his speech, and then, you know, I watched, But he was still painting. Uh, a little bit, but you know what? He lo- like this guy was amazing. He finger paints, but they looked amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he lost the use of his right hand, so he retaught himself to paint and draw with his left hand, and it looks awesome. I mean, I've seen them. Really, the, yeah. the drawings that he's done in his latter years with his left hand That's after amazing. having a stroke, after losing the ability to talk, refiguring out how to talk. Like he still can draw. Well, really his well. paintings fetch upwards of a million dollars a piece. Really. Yeah, his paintings sell for like a million dollars a piece. Maybe the really good ones. I, I thought they were more like a quarter of a million. Three. Cool. Now that he's dead, they're obviously going to. Yeah, go now way they're going to be worth value. a lot. I know. I'm upset actually. I should have bought. Some he was prints. quite prolific, so there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, um, he did illustrations for more than 150 books, and uh, I'd love books. to have one if somebody would like to buy one for me and mail it to the PO <laughs> box. But his death actually was uh, was unfortunately fraught with controversy, family infighting. Really? About He's got for his four estate. kids, I think. His estate's estimated to be worth tens of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. Uh, so there's lawsuits going on right now with uh, his uh, three children, four children. Uh, apparently his son, Alfonso Frank Frazetta, Al, uh, Frank Frazetta Jr. here, uh, was charged in December, just this past December, with using a backhoe to break into Frank's museum in the Pennsylvania's Pocono Mountains uh-huh. and tried to remove 90 paintings, which were insured for $20 million. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I guess the uh, charges... This happened before Frank died. This happened before he died. Uh-huh. And uh, according, I guess his family, is uh, there, there's a rift with the family right now. Um, 
Uh, Frank Jr. is wearing a ski mask at the time of his arrest, and he claims that his, he had his father's permission to protect the art from other family members. Hmm. When you have your father's permission, you probably don't need to wear a ski mask. Um, actually, <laughs> the only, Frank never had a key to that museum. He never had a key to that museum? His wife was like his business manager, and she was, had the only key is the story. Because she, cause Frank, he, he was like a notorious for he would paint over old paintings that he didn't – he would rework them. He would rework an old painting because he would think it wasn't like up to his standards. perfect. Um, but then, you know, he's like ruining, I mean, the, the end product he's would be good. a million dollar piece of art. Well, and the end product would be great, but it's still like, you know, make another version. Like don't, don't paint over the one that like everybody is now iconic. And and she also thought he would just like take the paintings and sell them and stuff. But she died over the summer. Oh, really? Yeah. So somebody uh, had the key. Well, it turns out that uh, what Frank did is he created Franzetta, Frazetta Properties, LLC, of which Bill Frazetta... And uh, his two sisters share sole management. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was formed for estate planning purposes. So Alfonso turns out is the black sheep. Frank Jr. Alfonso Frank Jr. is the black sheep of the family and uh, apparently was excluded from the uh, family estate. I think that's what prompted him to uh, get the backhoe. Yeah, that'll make anybody rage with the backhoe. Uh, Frank Sr. apparently had a bit of a temper about this. Um, I, I think Frank, Frank Sr., I think Frank Frazetta was a... Was one of those like really hard, uh, cantankerous old men? Yeah, I, I was trying to sort of allude to this before. Like, what? Do you, who do you picture as the fan? Well, we've talked about it already. The fan, the typical fantasy artist is like a Hesher or like a big fat slob who lives in his basement. Well, and I, I picture about, that guy. Who's the guy with the afro that would paint the Bob Ross? Bob, I picture Bob Ross to be a fantasy guy. Really? Because he's, cause he's painting like pastoral scenes. I, I picture somebody more if who put like like a barbarian in that pastoral scene. But it I don't would be think fantastic. Bob Ross would ever do that. You think? Okay, so you think that it's got to be somebody that has power fantasies, right? And that's kind of the point of the Hesher guy. I guess. The, yeah, I guess if you think about it, he's got little, a muscle bound barbarian with this like really hot vampy, um, right? You know, wench. And they're like attacking a big gorilla who's like the football player who picked on the kid. You know. Yeah, that's true. But and Frank Rosetta uh, was the, the football. Actually, he's a big baseball player. Like he, he's a notorious like badass. Would would get he wouldn't pick fights, but he would like get you know some dude would try and start shit with him because he was kind of cocky, and he would like beat the shit out of dudes twice his size. And I guess he was a really good baseball player. Almost was uh, was asked to try out for the Giants back when they were in Brooklyn. Wow. And I guess back he like always regretted not doing that. Like he would have much rather but played major league baseball. Then like have this like wonderful art career. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. It's I'm okay. gonna be done. Well, I'm, I'm done question. with the retrospect. I have a question right now though. How do you know so much about Frank Frazetta? Did you read like an autobiography or something? Well, I have a book of all of his prints, which like you know has like blurbs about his life. But I actually right when he died, I was like, I wonder if there's a documentary about his life. Somebody had to have made one, so I watched this thing called Painting with Fire two nights ago. Painting with Fire documentary about Frank. Painting with fire. <laughs> <laughs> so Frank Frazetta. Um, even yeah. that sounds like an Iron Fire song. Even, Painting with fire. <laughs> even towards the end here, he was feisty. Um, when, when asked about his son and the, the break-in there in December, he said, my son is an alien. There's no telling what he'll do. He's been like that for, I don't know, many years. We used to play baseball back in the old days. He always chose the opposite side from me. Now, is he just? I, I don't understand what he's trying to 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 say here. 
who is the catcher? Who is the pitcher? I, mean, <laughs> he doesn't I think really, Junior's he's not the clear. catcher. He's not, Junior's he's, the catcher. He's, he's not specifying, yes. though. Right. But uh, I guess the heart of this case, though, against Frank Jr., it's, it's basically Frank's, fam- Frank's siblings against Frank, is, is whether his father gave his son the okay to, to smash the, the shit out of the museum with the backhoe. And to uh, take the artwork by any means necessary. And Frank Sr. says, that's a lie. Absolutely not. I certainly did not. I don't know what the hell he was doing. He's a crazy man. (laughs) That's what Frank Sr. says. (laughs) Yeah, the documentary didn't get into his career. I mean, his kids were in it, but they obviously were glossing over the fact that they were nuts. He said his son's full of beans. He wants to run the museum by himself. He wants the whole thing to himself. What does he think? I'm dead? Well, he's gone haywire because I'm not. I think Frank was probably de- de- one of those like control freaks. I think I bet you he's a very controlling father. Oh, he's an egomaniac. He looked like, but if you look at pictures of him, he was kind of a badass. Oh yeah, for sure. But even after he had because like, the had the multiple earlier strokes, even then he's he's obviously an egomaniac. Um, but rightfully, I, I don't mind egomaniacs when it's like, well, yeah, you are pretty awesome. So whatever. <laughs> so, What's annoying are egomaniacs who are fucking morons. <laughs> But at the time, I mean, uh, he obviously must have been familiar with um, Conan the Barbarian, the books. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, he probably was into fantasy literature, and so he just drew what he read. Yeah. And it was what he was inspired so. by. Right, yeah. But, I mean, but was there anyone else drawing paint? I mean, that must have been really, at the time, just extremely provocative. I bet you, like, people were probably shocked at what he was drawing. Well, those books existed, and other people were doing the covers, but um, what... <laughs> I'm like the Frank Frazetta expert. What they pointed out is <laughs> like seen the documentary. If you look at if you look at the the cover art to the Conan books prior to Frank Frazetta, Conan is like either sort of like a Roman warrior, and they're all drawn in like very wooden style, like you know, like they, there's like sort of typical pose of a guy with a sword or something, like in the Roman style, or sort of like they they would draw Conan as like a Knight of the Round Table type guy. And uh, Frank Frazetta was the first one to be like, no, this is like a wild, muscular fucking barbarian dude that like you would fucking be frightened of if you saw him. So you're saying that Frank Frazetta's depiction of Conan gave right. you a firmer erection than yeah. the previous? Yeah, way firmer. <laughs> what's the, what's, what's, the fir- what's the firmness, the, har- the Brunel hardness scale? So you're Ten. A titanium erection yeah. came from Frank Frazetta's depiction of Conan. Yeah, but, the, but okay, so, but just to illustrate, like, you know what Prince Valiant, the comic, right? Yeah, yeah, I so always the, hated that the earlier earlier drawings of Conan, those covers, Conan looks like Prince Valiant. But wasn't that King Conan? That wasn't Conan the Barbarian. Which? The, the Prince Valiant Conan. The Prince Valiant Conan was Conan the King, right? No, no. I'm saying the same books. So the same books were published before Frank Frazetta ever came around. Yeah. Well, who was the author of Conan the Barbarian? The Robert guy that E. Went, Howard. Robert E. Howard. He went a little crazy. He lived with his He's mom. He's totally nuts. Yeah, yeah he, went, he went totally He's wacky. the guy. I he mean, was he, was a, he was also a huge badass, but, but he's more typical of like that. He had power fantasies because he had like mommy issues and was like su- sort of thick headed. Yeah, I think he was. Well, he wasn't simple i think he had developmental issues but yeah. didn't he live I mean, he, in he, his he lived with his mother his whole life he was a big massive like yeah, bodybuilder and obviously guy. he can write these books so he's not like he has a high iq but he like is one somebody who's legitimately probably had ass burgers or something yeah <laughs> ass burgers i think frank frazetta though on the other hand is more of like 
kind of like this really cool sort of rebellious jock type of dude. Yeah, exactly. You know, I Who mean, he's paint? good at sports. He's a big badass. Probably had sex with a lot of chicks. Oh yeah, and uh, you know. His wife himself hot. as this barbarian guy. He married his wife. He was like 24 and she was like 16. I wonder if he was faithful to her over the years, you think? He probably dallied, but they stayed married. I mean. Huh. No, no. Well, anyway, I was uh, definitely distraught on Monday. Just getting over it now. <laughs> <laughs> but Frank Rosetta, you know, is an inspiration to many people. and I think he's going to be missed. So here, here's the Frank. Episode 226 of Sick and Wrong, dedicated to Frank Rosetta. Yes. Cheers. <sighs> a quick recap of last week's show, episode 225. So, you know, you know what's funny is uh, we usually have those people that write into us and send us emails when they vote saying, stories are so weak. You know, this week it was, who cares, the stories suck, blah, blah, blah. Uh, right. We didn't have a single email like that. We had emails this week su- such as these, anomalous. Wow. This is like the 1982 Chariots of Fire versus Raiders of the Lost Ark, or 95 Braveheart versus Apollo, Oscar's Night of Sick and Wrong. Which to choose? <laughs> Are those what good do I do? Things? So Chariots tough. of Fire? So tough indeed. I would have chose Raiders of the Lost Ark over Chariots and yeah, Braveheart sure. over Apollo. Yeah. But, um, Although that's... Apollo did have um, Ron Howard's brother, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Who makes any movie amazing. Yeah, what about Mel Gibson, though? Your mm, idol? I'm going, with Rob, Rob, <laughs> I'm going with Ron Howard's brother, which I can't remember his name. Anyway, what I'm, where I'm going here is uh, it was, we had three very disturbing stories, equal stories here, I think, on the level of uh, yeah, Well, we scored wrong. them all a five. Right? Yeah, so I think it was difficult we, for we the listeners. So the, the story that actually ended up winning was the Grandma Loves Grandson, but it was by a slim margin, 136 votes. But nobody died, man. But it still was gross. Turkish Child on Child Rape, listener two story here, came in second with 121. So it was pretty close. <laughs> As you pointed out, that story had no humorous element. It wasn't even funny. <laughs> I, I was like, where are you going with this, Wackily? You're just, you know, this is just a really disturbing story. I was going to... To the land of multiple child rape slash murder. <laughs> and uh, listener one here who sent in the eel bumming in China came in third with 82 votes. But uh, as you can see, a lot of people voted mm. and uh, the scores are pretty close. They were moved. So, congratulations, Jennifer. You won with your grandma who loves her grandson just a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, you do know the way sick and wrong works. Wacker and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes. And winner gets a sick and wrong care package. You can send your articles to sickandwrongpodcast.hotmail.com or submit them directly via Facebook or through the Sick and Wrong Forum. Uh, we do have a few good stories this week. Before we get to that, how about a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Uh, right now, if you go to adamandeve.com, you can get 50% off just about any item. Plus, they throw in free, three free adult DVD movies and a free central gift. And to top it all off, free shipping for your entire order. So just go to adamandeve.com and uh, pick out your own dildo that you want. You get three free movies. You get some lube. You get free shipping. And all you got to do is use the offer code DIDDLE when you check out. D-I-D-D-L-E. You know, I think, Wanker, they should come out with a Frank Frazetta-inspired line of sex toys. I was just about to say the same thing. Like the dragon tooth dildo? Mm-hmm. The spermicorn? The spermicorn. Spermicorn, dude. I think okay. that'd be cool. All right. 
Gotcha. I, I, I know where you're going with that. No, I, I could see them uh, doing something. They should. What, do... a, what about an actual life-like replication of Frank Frazetta's cock? The Frank Frazetta dildo. That's <laughs> yeah. a damn fine idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. I think they should do this. Adam and Eve, if you're listening, Frank Frazetta line of sex toys. Well, I don't know. I, th- I think I started last week. So why don't you uh, kick off episode 226 with uh, your first listener submission? All right. This is a local story if you consider all of California to be local. Did a local person send that in or? Local news for local people. <laughs> local person. I actually found this myself. Oh, wow. So you're doing is... your own listener. This is not even a listener submission. This is a wackerly story. This is like episode 50 bullshit where we like actually do research. Damn, dude. <laughs> I didn't even do that. I just, I was sent my stories. And I just picked two stories that listeners sent in. So this is now episode 226 is wackerly versus the listeners. Um, so you guys all know who to blame when you hate my story. <laughs> Remember the toddler pencil story? Oh yeah, that toddler. was one of your hallmark stories, actually. Pencil. There's just two words that don't go well. Together. Toddler, toddler, pencil. pencil. Yeah. How about this one? Teens, javelin. <laughs> all right, I can see where Teenagers, you're going with this. Javelin. So the, the kids are a little bigger, but the implement is also bigger. And it's virtually the same thing. I can see where you're going with this. It causes tension. Do you, do you feel yourself, your butthole tightening up and your blood pressure rising? I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm tightening up. I can feel yeah. my, my heart rate beating a little bit faster, thinking that there's some impaling that's going to be going on. In here. Pomona, California. Impending impaling. Witnesses say a group of boys, teenage boys, found the javelin in some bushes in front of Westmont Park Community Center. And that just adds to it. Like, teenagers who hang around a community center, not, not, you know, they're not going to the Ivy League prep school. Classic ne'er-do-wells, though. That's like a ne'er-do-well hangout. It's like they're, they're the type of people wearing leather jackets, gang of toughs, smoking cigarettes at the age of 15. Popping their gum, greasing you know, their hair back. Probably knocking your school books out of your hand when you're a kid. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Biffing you or outside you. the head. No, they were, they were like, hey, dude, you got any weed? <laughs> <laughs> they had just thrown the javelin when the victim, obviously there's going to be a victim, right? So wait, these are, Ran- track, these are track athletes that were hanging no, out. No, no, they <laughs> they're ne'er-do-wells. Your initial right. assessment was Ne'er-do-wells good. that found a javelin. In the bushes. Oh, like okay. So somebody accidentally left it behind. It was probably a stray javelin, you know, like at the golf course. Someone or- threw a javelin. It wound up in the bushes. They, you know, threw a bunch of javelins, and they forgot to go get that one. Oh, okay. How many, how many javelins do you throw in a, in a typical session? You know, I, I I don't know all that much about javelin throwing. I, I assume you probably get three tries. Were you on the track team? I never did track. I never did. Uh, neither did I. Well, I did long jump. I yeah, I was on the. Back For a very then, short period of time. I couldn't yeah. jump. Why, why the fuck was I doing it? You, 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 yeah, jump, I, you I jump short. I couldn't picture you doing that. I'd... I'm white and I have short legs. <laughs> Long jump. I was on the bowling team. It helped that like everybody in my town was white, with the exception of like two other people, two black people who you know won all the track events. I'm surprised they even had long jump in the Special Olympics. But maybe, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's different in Midland. Uh, long jump. <laughs> 
It's a big sandbox. <laughs> Us Tars love it. No one gets injured. <laughs> um, but there are some crazy events, right? Javelin's like a fucking implement of just because they're based it's on a like spear. Yeah, they're based on Greek yeah. like war tr- tradition. Most of these things that the yeah. hammer throw, the shot put, you know, the whole uh, uh, what do you call that big stick that you jump on? Pole vault. Pole vault. I mean, that's so you can like get over the enemy's fucking defense wall, right? Yeah, and then go and kill. And then the javelin's like a spear, essentially. It is a spear. <laughs> There's nothing different. It's a spear. It is a spear, yes. It's, but it, but a spear, you think a spear is used to kill somebody, per right. se, specifically. Whereas a this javelin... This just trying to throw far. Yeah, distance. But, you know, the the intent is there. That shit will kill you. So these ta- these ne'er-do-wells, they throw the javelin, right? And I assume one of them... Well, and this is like the, the movie Grease, right? Because like one of them is like secretly good at sports, like Danny. He's secretly oh, okay, like okay. a good pitcher, right? For those of you who haven't seen Grease, I recommend it. Um, is, that, is that Vinny or uh, John, John Travolta's character? Yeah, right. Okay. What did I call him? Yeah, I think you called him Danny. Because that's really his name. I don't know why I really know <laughs> John Travolta's character's name in Greece. I haven't watched Greece probably as many times as you have. <sighs> if my man card hadn't been taken away, but <laughs> just was. Um, so one of them actually like gets the thing to stick in the ground, right? If I threw a javelin, it would just like clank off the ground and sort of lay there. But it sticks in the ground, and uh, the victim ran around the corner of the building. <laughs> Daniel Hearn said he saw the teen running towards the javelin and fall on his knees after he was injured. It went right through the side of the teen's stomach, Stephen Campos said, which I guess is one of the other kids. He uh, was taken to Los Angeles County uh, Hospital where he remains in stable condition. I actually have two different copies of the story because there's some more detail, though. Uh so the, the better article actually interviewed this kid named George Flores, which I guess is Jorge Flores. What, right? what city did this occur in? Pomona. Pomona, California. All right. Yeah, so it's, it's down by L.A. Oh, okay, all right. Could be probably classified as a suburb of A few hours south of here. Yeah, several. Further than the podcast convention. Yeah, no, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> so they actually interviewed this kid. He's 15 years old, and he was impaled by a javelin, and... uh he was running when he suddenly he saw the spear go through his body. Jorge says, I ran into it. It went through the front and went out the back. <laughs> it's, it's unclear who threw it, which means none of the kids are snitching. They didn't, like, hit him with it. He re- well, you never really know, right? This, this, is, is, all big- this is classic They're, that Jorge, the victim here, is trying to cover up because he doesn't want to get the shit beat out of him by the, the assailants. I, or what happened friends. here? We don't is, really know. No, what happened here? Here's a nerd running or whatever. They were threatening to kick his ass or throw the javelin at him. They're running. Dude throws a javelin. It impales this nerd, mm-hmm. and now they're like, you better cover for us, or we're going to really And they you. all say, like, okay, say it's stuck in the ground, and he ran into it. was into an it. accident. Or you stuck yeah. in the That just doesn't even sound plausible. This story came out very recently, like two, one or two days ago, so maybe it's, all, it's not a lot. But listen to this. They, speaking of badasses, Jorge, check this out. Other witnesses of the scene said the teen seemed like he was in shock as he grabbed the javelin with both hands and pulled it out. Ooh. It was all the way through his guts. Did he pull it out the back way or the front way? No, I've never understood that back way thing. That's for an arrow, right? Because you don't uh, yeah, want to tear your guts out. You don't want to tear your guts out with the point. That's but this is a javelin. 
a little bit different. It doesn't have a head on it. Yeah, there's, there's no arrowhead. Doctors told him he was lucky. He had the javelin. Had the javelin entered at a different location. This is such a fucking stupid statement. Remember the old thing we always hated where the sheriff always says, like, I've been a sheriff for 20 years. Yeah, I've never man, seen anything this bad. the worst thing I've ever seen. Here's, here's a similar statement for doctors. Had the javelin entered at a different location, he could have suffered much more serious in- injuries. Oh, really? You mean, like, <laughs> if it went through my fucking brain, I'd be dead? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> if, the, if the javelin was the size of the space shuttle and crashed into you, you would be much worse off. Oh, thank, thanks, Doc. You're a genius. How, so, how long did you go to medical school for that? It still went through him and came out his ass. Mm-hmm. How, I mean, how good could that be? Now, to be fair, it wasn't his asshole. It was his oh, butt cheek. okay. All right. So. Mm. You gotta I was be, about to say, it'd probably be easier to pull it out that way. The butthole. If it went right through his ass? Well, maybe like... you with your prolapse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this feels like a Saturday night. <laughs> so accurately. Maybe I shove it back in a little bit and then pull it out. You know, I don't, I don't want to be too harsh here, unduly harsh. But on the sick and wrong star scale, I'm giving that a two. Whoa. I'm giving Is that, that a two. the first two ever? I'm giving you. I don't know why I'm giving that a two. Why? Because first of all. I did all, an accent and everything. No, no. I thought, no. In, in terms of the telling of the story. All oh, right. I would give that a five because oh, I think your delivery you. was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm t- talking in terms of sick and wrong content of that story. The reason why pencil toddler was so effective. Yeah. Toddler. Yeah. Pencil in the face. Right. This is a that javelin. That didn't die either, though. Yeah, but this is a javelin in a, what, like a grown uh, teenager. Fifteen. Fifteen-year-old kid. Who cares? Not people don't like teenagers. Yeah, it's like I have no sympathy for that. I people, bet you people actually loathe teenagers. I bet you they, people the would score. People would score that story higher if it was a cocker spaniel. Mm. Definitely, but I think a cocker spaniel would have enough sense not to run, impale itself on a javelin. I think what happened is the ne'er do well threw it at him, which also is uh, not even that sick or wrong. He's probably an annoying nerd. How come nobody's it. ever named a car the javelin? There has to be, right? There's the dart. But that's a good name for a car, the Javelin. It's also a good name for a dildo. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's very true. So I'm giving that two stars. What are you giving it? I'm going to name my cock the Javelin. <laughs> People always ask you, oh, what, what, do you have a name for your penis? And I'm always like, no, I don't have a name for my penis. Now I do. The Javelin. I think that's good. <laughs> I give it five stars. <laughs> my penis, not the story. Oh, three. For the story, gets three. My penis gets five stars. What do you have? Second story here that was sent in. Uh, once again, uh, I didn't pick any story for myself. These are two listener submissions. So it's you versus the audience directly. I like the javelin story. I yeah. had to tell it. Uh, Mike sent this story in. Mike writes in, Hey, Dean Lance, the one thing that came to mind upon seeing the blurb about this article is how the fuck did the guy have enough time to hack apart nine people? <laughs> keep it sick, keep it wrong. So that alone actually makes us better than the javelin story. <laughs> but wait till you hear the right. details, actually. I don't know if it's going to be as funny. Uh, so recently, there's been a spate of child murder in China. Have you, have you been aware of any of these stories? I've heard about it, but I haven't delved into the details, and I've been meaning to. Like, what, what is going on? Well, it's interesting. We've, it's not just child murder. It's, it's school slashings. Killings. 
at schools. At right? school, at kindergartens, though. Yeah. It's not like it's not high schools. It's not well, even the kids highs. at high school might have a javelin <laughs> <laughs> and fight off their attacker. No, these are like these people are like there's insane Chinese per- people going into kindergartens right. and hacking apart. You know, kids that are like four years old. Yeah, and what are they going to do to fight back? Like throw Play-Doh at you? Fuck that. You'd think they're in China, they could do some kind of crazy karate or something, but they're pussies. They totally die. <laughs> Stupid Chinese <laughs> babies. Weak. You're weak. Uh, but anyway, um, people are saying, is China's economic boom the cause of these kindergarten stabbings? I love that. Their boom. We're doing so well that we just have to <laughs> murder slash children. <laughs> well, I'm surprised that they're like... You know they're, they're making such a big deal out of this. It's like they, this is a, a nation that used to drown their children in buckets. Well, girl children. Yeah, uh, girls. Yeah, these are children true. you've already committed to. Yeah, these are children. That makes that, it uh, extra harsh. This is the one kid that you're allowed to have. It's like ah, uh, I murdered seventeen daughters to get this boy, and then this crazy retard slashes him up. <laughs> that was so a very you, strange Chinese accent. Do they get to have another one? Does the government allow them to have another one if yeah, their I kid gets so. slashed up? I think so. Uh, you're allowed to have one. That's good. Yeah. So seven children and two adults died in this um, as these unexplained attacks continue. Whoa. This just happened uh, this past week. Uh, there was one like two weeks ago where 28 kids were injured. No one died. Yeah, I've heard a lot. I thought they were just like injuries and, and the guy sort of is, runs in there with a sword and goes crazy. And then the Chinese cops, you know, shoot him in the head. But this guy actually like, com- you know, committed, finished the job when seven kids and two of the adults with a meat cleaver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seven kindergarten children and a teacher were hacked to death in central China on Wednesday. Uh, the latest in a series of bizarre and bloody attacks on school children sweeping across the country in recent weeks, leaving parents shaken and the government worried. I'm surprised. <laughs> I didn't think the government really cared all that much about its citizens. Right. It's like a monolithic <laughs> Big Unless Brother they were type situation. with them. Yeah. yeah. A 48-year-old man armed with a meat cleaver burst into a kindergarten and savagely hacked a class of 20 kids. Five boys and two girls perished while 11 others were wounded. All the... Bo- all were believed to be less than five years old. Uh, the teacher and a kindergarten owner they were doing in the attack. They were they were in their like partial differential equation calculus class. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, the violin prodigies were in there in the right corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he just disagreed with their findings. <clears throat> The, you know, <laughs> ironically, the like stupid kids who were only doing algebra three. They're in the other room, and they were uh, they were unscathed. <laughs> um, Wu Humangning really? later committed suicide uh, after the attack, bringing the overall death to ten. His motive for the attack is not known. I don't like it when they count the death of the guy who committed suicide, or even if the cops take him down. Like, don't count that guy. I don't think that guy counts in the, in the death count of all the people. I mean, maybe. But they're, they're how many saying he died though. during the incident. Yeah, but I don't. I really don't think he's he's not a victim. Yeah, like they they counted Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris and the whole. Columbine it's part of the thing. Columbine thing. Yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. No, really, they shouldn't count. It's like they're the ones, I, it was their fault that it even happened. Yeah, yeah, but the people who do that are a product of the thinking of like, well, the only reason they did this is because the system is broken, man. The system did it. Like, no, no, two assholes did it. Yeah, and in this case, one asshole one asshole. Did it. Yeah. 
Um, Don't count the asshole. But what's interesting... Like, apparently- it should be like nine people and one asshole And died. one asshole died, yeah. Um, what's interesting is his motive for the attack is not known, which parallels all the other recent assaults that took place. They don't place. even leave notes or anything, huh? Nothing. It's just they go in there, snap, and hack apart a bunch of kids. And they don't scream anything as they're doing it, like, yeah. I can't believe they canceled MASH or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they just kind of go in there and just silently, methodically just hack apart children. Hmm. Uh, this is going to refuel discussions inside the country about the toll China's booming economy and its ever-changing lifestyles are having on the nation's mental health. As people under pressure either scramble to adapt or snap. I just, I, I gotta admit, I do not understand China at all. Well, think about it this way, though. China's the most populous nation. If we had the population of China... right. And think about how many people snap on a regular basis here in the U.S. of A. Right. A lot. Yeah. If we had the the population of China, we'd be having many more psychotic episodes. Right. And that's why I think China's China right now is changing. It's a changing economy. It's a it's a burgeoning economic superpower. But that's what I don't get. Are are they communist or are they capitalist? It's a communist government and a cap pseudo hybrid capitalist economy. Is that what's going on? I think what's what's happening is they it's they're transforming. It's a transformative period for them right now. Like they, Optimus Prime, more or less. Okay, so <laughs> China. Break it down for me in eighties toy language. China uh-huh. is a robot. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm with but, you. So they're a robot that controls the people. The robots, you know, been in control of the people for so many years. Yes. But now the robot realizes that if it becomes a truck, it's going to make a lot more money. And then all the other the robots country. get jealous. All the other robots get jealous and they realize, well, what? so the nation's becoming a truck here and making all this money, yep, all this money, yet we're not getting any of this money? I, don't yeah, I mean, why. You, you've made it perfectly clear. Then you slash up a school, and then you go in there. And I understand you slash now. Up a school, and I think I understand now. Thank I think you. What, what's happening is that people aren't adapting to China becoming the robot mm-hmm. or the truck. The truck. The truck. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're not. They're not used to it, and so uh, people are snapping. <laughs> is there a Chinese trucker, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Don't answer that. Don't what, don't what, don't what burst my bubble. What would his name be? Trucker Chen? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Trucker Wu. <laughs> Trucker Chang. Uh, so uh, this is a scene sadly familiar from the four previous attacks, which has happened the past two months. Left a total of 17 dead and 80 wounded. Almost all young children under six years old. Which <sighs> I find it interesting that they're targeting just these kids. So, yeah, the- well, I mean, if you're going to kill yourself anyways... Why not go attack, like, the Communist Party headquarters? Or the party's central propaganda department, which or, is trying to suppress all media knowledge of, or media coverage of this, these, these occurrences. Or the richest guy slash dude who can turn into a truck in your neighborhood that you're jealous of. That's why I don't understand why they're taking on the children. Is it because they're trying to deliberately slash China's future? Well, you know what would be funny? Somebody should look into whether... Are these kindergartens the ones where the richest people's kids go? Hmm, interesting. You're onto something there. I like the. I know. The so, I know somebody from the Chinese government's monitoring the show because they're all seeing. I thought we're banned in China. <laughs> My rates are two hundred fifty dollars an hour. 
<laughs> so the central propaganda department issued orders to all Chinese media to downplay the school attacks and play up government efforts to improve school safety. <laughs> uh, they fear that publicizing such events could lead to copycat attacks, which it has already. Yeah, too late. But they also fear that such reports will reflect badly on Chinese government, suggesting that they're no longer in firm control of the country. And this is what's interesting is China really isn't in control of their country any longer. Well, they're in like more control than any other country. Yeah, but think about it this way. What, what's, what's happening? Yeah, they're definitely in more control of their country than, than I'd say the U.S. Or, um, I think the only, or the only country that's under more control of the government is North, North Korea. Korea. Yeah. <laughs> they're definitely not as, contr- as in control as North Korea. Pretty much, though. Close. But what's happening is in this new technological age and as China's becoming an economic superpower – they can't control these bloggers. They can't. They can't suppress information. The information any they're not in control. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. And I think what happened is, I bet you over the years, through the years, there's probably been spree killings throughout China. Yeah, and we just have never heard about them. But now it's like you have these bloggers. They're just going out and writing about, you know, well, look at all these uh, murders that are happening in our kindergartens. Yeah, and so whether or what not you're saying China, is the, the Chinese have a have a predilection for spree killing. <laughs> well, I think they have a stranglehold on the media. They just can't cover all facets of the media. Mm-hmm. So if we were doing a sick and wrong podcast in China, I don't think they could hold us down, Wackerly. I'm not going to do the fake crazy Chinese language. <laughs> <laughs> but they also say people now, um, with the, the pressures of business and getting ahead in the new economy, they need greater access to mental health care. And that's the reason... Why all this is happening in China is people have to overcome the shame that attaches yeah. to anyone in China seeking mental health care. There's, there's a, a stigma. stigma attached to it. So in China right now, there's a ton of mental people that are just like, I can't cope with the pressure. Mm-hmm. And they're going out and uh, hacking kids and doing these spree killings. What's funny about it to me is like fr- from a, a, a perspective, like a Western perspective, it's like, hey, welcome to our world, dude. We've been dealing with this a long time. <laughs> You know, it's like you, you feel like your government's going to protect you and right. take care of you. You're on your that own. That doesn't happen. That yeah. doesn't happen in a capitalist economy. It doesn't even happen in a communist economy. But see, this is – I, I got to confess I'm still a little confused because before the government would say like, no turning into truck. <laughs> and so now they're letting people turn into trucks and uh, I just feel like it's like a mixed signal. I think they're letting people turn into trucks. But people don't realize all the pressure that's on them once they're a truck. It was easier just being a drone. Well, maybe they turn into a truck and, and then they notice like, well, Buck, it was, it was cool to, to turn into a truck. truck, but I'm a shitty truck. Or <laughs> I, like, that, I, I or have four like, flat tires. I didn't realize these rims were going to be so expensive and man. I don't want to sit on some square shit. And God I think that's damn. what happens. I need my bling. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what's funny about, or not funny, but it, what's interesting about this article is it reflects... On the thought experience that experiments that you've had in the past, Wackerly. Uh-huh. Um, the Go thought on. experiments you've said about how many five-year-olds I could take in a gymnasium. Well, how many Chinese kindergartners do you think you could take out with a meat cleaver? How was this guy stopped again? He wasn't stopped by the, the he was stopped by the authorities. Or he no, himself. I think he was actually he was well, a teacher and a principal and owner of the kindergarten tried to stop him and he hacked them to death. And then he killed himself. So this guy wasn't stopped. But other he people stopped were himself. stopped by authorities. Yeah. So even he didn't answer that question. And they he could have taken on more kindergartners. and security do have authorization to shoot to kill uh-huh. if they see one of these mental... I got to say... Well, my, my thought experiment never included a meat cleaver. It was pure fists and feet and teeth and headbutting. 
Yeah, meat cleaver and five-year-olds. And so, so are you asking me the question with a meat cleaver? This guy only got seven. He wounded 11, but, but only, he, killed himself. he only killed seven. He killed himself, though. Yeah, he did kill himself. <laughs> I got it. I mean, I'm like 100 <laughs> with a meat cleaver? Yeah, you got a meat cleaver. In kindergartners. You're talking four to five-year-olds, yeah. Yeah, 100. I mean, the, the only thing that's stopping me is my arm gets too tired to like swing the thing. I think, but you know, though, I think it's your uh, your cardio, though, isn't up that high. Yeah, I think, I arm, think you'd be arm kind long, of tired. Sure, yeah, sure. arm long kind of thing. So I, I would wager you'd probably be maybe the 60 range. Well, I think six, I'd probably be about that, 60 to 60, 65 maybe. Uh-huh. You probably, you, you beat me in the great race. I did beat you in the mile, mile race, race, but that was also two years ago, and I've smoked a lot of cigarettes since then. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking I'd probably be around the same, maybe 60, 65. But <laughs> Do you think, here's an interesting side note, do you think your your conscience would get the better of you? Like Oh, after I, like I've passed No, 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 I mean like maybe like, that would, maybe you'd be like, what, I'm murdering all these children, I'm, I'm just cutting through all this flesh like what kind of monsters have i become and that's when they overwhelm you or do you think you just put it out of your mind Ooh, that's a tough they're question. trying to I kill you that's situational i mean i don't know i mean the thing is the thing is with me i think if i was going to go on some kind of spree killing it would be in like a shopping mall or something or the government's a uh, uh, government right. building. I don't think I would do a kindergarten. You're but, too, but you're adding too many variables. But I'm adding variables. The thought experiment is a kindergarten. And what How, do you think the number me? would go lower if you had to watch Bridges of Madison County and then do this experiment? All right, what about this? If you had to watch Kindergarten Cop? <laughs> that would make me murder more children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be still in the 60 range. Yeah. But the conscience would get to me eventually. With a meat cleaver. Yeah. Without a meat cleaver, it's like 20 or 30. On the sick and wrong star scale, though, the fact that this guy was hacking up children, the fact that other people have, hack, ha- have been hacking up children, there's copycat crimes, all affecting children in China. I'm giving it a five star. Children in China can chew on this score, which is a four. What are you just saying? Because they could just make some more. Well, a no, nation? no, you know. <laughs> well, that's true too. <laughs> but it's just uh, I'm I'm becoming desensitized to the Chinese, uh, r- you know, carnage at the kindergarten spree thing. Like it seems to be happening too much. You're a cold, heartless bastard. We'll see what the <laughs> listening audience has to say about yeah. that. All right, the third story here um, came in from a guy named Joe D. He says, "Hey, I just found you guys on iTunes." And I must say, I'm loving the show. Where have you been all our lives? Yeah, I know, dude. What have, have you been, been doing? We've been there a long time. You must have been listening to other lesser podcasts. I noticed one on the board, the big board, you know, the iTunes sort of front page of comedy audio podcasts, Marijuana Radio. Marijuana Radio. Obviously went straight to the top because, come on, clever people like marijuana. People they like podcasts. Marijuana. Yeah, yeah, and she yeah. talks about marijuana. Good job. Yeah, awesome show. Great job. <laughs> Great job. He writes in, D should work for the TSA. It sounds like he's the right size for the job. <laughs> uh, you'll see where he's going with this. Um, you probably heard about this story. This story's probably been all over the mainstream media. I know where you're going. Yeah, I've heard it. <clears throat> but I don't know how many people. It wasn't, it wasn't saturating the airwaves or anything. No, I've, I've read a, I mean, a few people sent it in, but uh, Joe D was the first person here. Uh, TSA worker jailed after junk joke. Uh, Miami TSA worker assaulted a colleague who made a crack at his genitalia after he walked through uh, one of those new um, uh, screening machines. A TSA worker in Miami was arrested for aggravated battery 
after police say he attacked a colleague who'd made fun of his small genitalia when he walked through one of the new high-tech security scanners during a recent training session. Mm. So you've seen these scanners. I've, you know, I've heard people, uh, you know, uh, reporters discussing these and, and uh, civil liberties uh, organizations claiming that um, it's a violation of our privacy. These new scanners are able to essentially look completely through our clothing. And yeah. uh, nothing, nothing is hidden anymore. I don't know how it works. It's magic, right? But I've seen the pictures of the images that they take. Do they have these currently in all airports? No. So is it – but are the people – I always thought the people who are screened uh, through one of these machines are people that are coming from like foreign countries like Dubai or something. Or Maybe Saudi not. Arabia. I think they have some but, – but, but soon they'll be everywhere. So this is going to be this is a this is a new thing. It's an experimental phase right now, and they're planning on putting. It I don't in even all think airports. it's an experimental. I think it. I think it's in in uh, you know it's pretty fully developed. They're just rolling it out. It's in the product rollout stage. So in other words, you're saying TSA is going to soon be staring at our nut sacks. Mm. That's exactly what I'm saying. Nice. And and boobies for you know those of us that have them like me. Mm. Be an interesting job opportunity. <laughs> I think it's minimum wage. <laughs> Rolando Negrin, 44, was busted for assault after things got ugly at the Miami National International Airport between Negrin and uh, one of his fellow Transportation Security Administration workers on Tuesday. Sources say that Negrin stepped into the machine during a training session and became embarrassed and angry when a supervisor... No supervisor. Uh-huh. Started cracking jokes about his manhood, which was made visible by the new machine. <laughs> I love how the supervisor is making jokes. I don't want everybody at my job to see the size of my penis. Yeah, but the supervisor is making jokes in front of everybody. Obviously, wow. sexual harassment panda <laughs> has not visited the Miami International Airport's TSA. This is good. This is good-natured male-on-male ribbing, though. Ribbing? <laughs> not rimming. Ribbing. <laughs> Yeah, but how do you know if they're, they're female workers of the TSA? I bet you everybody was having a laugh over this. Oh, having a big laugh. I, I would have been having a laugh. I mean, <laughs> I'm laughing right now. Well, what's funny about it is like, have you, well, what, have you been around the TSA, haven't you? The TSA, in my oh, yeah, opinion. Yeah, I fly all the time for work. The everything. TSA, in my opinion, these aren't, you know, college educated security professionals. You know no, that have, that have, no. you know have a four year degree in domestic security and uh, you know aviation protection. No, not at all. These people the are opposite. people who used to work at McDonald's and right. instead of becoming manager was like, oh, okay, I can make an extra dollar an hour working yeah. for the uh, the Miami International Airport. And my face won't be covered with acne from the fryer yeah. steam. I mean, these are people Missed. that probably should be working at Starbucks in the international airport, but instead get a job working for TSA. Oh, it's right around the corner. Yeah. And uh, when a job... And, when so, we're in, and then there's a ton of them, right? So they make up for low quality with quantity. You know, there's always like fucking 50 of them back there, like all staring at the same screen, right? I've never and there's seen... there's a guy who yells at you because you fucking left your belt on or you're like your shoe wasn't in a separate box, you know? It's funny, though, because some people take their job really seriously, but if you fly out of Detroit, Michigan, mm-hmm. they don't even care. No. Or Oakland. I've mm. seen Oakland. I've, I've been o- harassed in Oakland, man. I guess I've been harassed. I've had the, guy, I've had the, guy, I've had the guy who's apparently the 
expert on Ziploc bag volumes. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're only allowed to have a 7.5 quart bag, and this is an 8.3 quart bag. Oh, great. Well, you know, I, I always fly with this same exact Ziploc, Ziploc bag. See how it's all, like, deteriorated because I always carry it? Well, I don't know about those other people, but I've fuck ne- you. I've never seen a more Motley TSA crew than at LAX. It was that, like seriously. Well, I, I won't even fly in and out of LAX. At LAX, I think they went to like uh, you know Corcoran Prison or something. We're just like, <laughs> okay, you guys are getting yeah. out. We're gonna have you work TSA now. Yeah, you know, uh, all you gotta do is frisk people <laughs> and uh, look through their luggage. Maybe do a cavity search, but that's only in uh, certain circumstances. Uh, just a word to the wise: it wasn't Corcoran Prison, but it was the equivalent of Corcoran Prison in the Philippines. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> but no, there are some of the most ghetto. Uh, security people I've ever seen at LAX. I was just kind of looking at them like, well, why? How how could the government hire you? Yeah, and it's stupid because, like you said, they're not. They should be people with four year degrees. Like these are the people who are going to keep a fucking retarded fund- fundamentalist from blowing up my plane. Yeah, like fire seventy five percent of the retards. And then fire the other 25% of the retards and replace those 25% with, like, smart people who know about, like, behavioral science and know how to, like, watch people and, like, you know, like, recognize patterns and behavior, all that shit. No, that's what they that's should how, be having. That's what how they do Israel hire. does it, right? Yeah, like, you know, seriously, like, uh, LL, you ever find that plane? No, but I've heard it's fucking amazing. And, like, nobody's getting on that plane with, with you know, even a... a, a, a you know, yeah, how many bombings have happened a pin have occurred that could on an L plane? Yeah, no, seriously. None, right? Zero. Yeah, no, because you you wouldn't have a security mishap because they don't hire people with, you know, some some of these people probably don't even have a high school diploma. The, I, the I'd guy be, at LAX... I'd be surprised if they could read, The guy frankly. at LAX had a full gold grill, and really? he was, like, talking on his cell phone the whole time. While I'm standing there, like, uh, don't you want to check my ticket? And he just kind of used a highlighter on it as I like, go through. <laughs> it's like, I don't give a fuck. Hey, D, words of the wise... Burbank. That's why, yeah, I should go to Burbank. Much easier. That's why it doesn't surprise me that a supervisor here at the Miami International Airport was making penis jokes about one of his employees. Mm -hmm. So uh, when the the employee here, Rolando Negron, was rather upset, he confronted his his coworker here in an employee parking lot where he hit him with a police baton on the arm, back, and head. (laughs) He then told the victim to kneel down and say you're sorry. The victim stated he was in fear and complied with Negron. It would be really hard to not say you're sorry, but still make a don't make me suck your tiny jack joke as you're kneeling down. But do you think he was like holding him down? Apologize to my cock. Yeah, probably. I mean, he must have been. It's like, you know. I would if I could find it. <laughs> Ow, another beating to the head. Let me get a magnifying glass. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry, little guy. <laughs> uh, Negron was arrested the next day when he arrived for work. He told police that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Stop. Back up. <laughs> this is a classic Wackerly backup moment. He beat boop, his. Su- <laughs> he beat. I left the slide whistle up there, so we're saying slide oh, whistle. Yeah. He beat his supervisor. But came to work the next day? <laughs> yeah, he did. Good job. <laughs> that just speaks to how smart these well, people are. Well, he not are. only beat his supervisor, he forced him to kneel down and apologize to his manhood. And then came to work the next and day. And then came to work Brilliant. the next day. When he arrived, police uh, arrested him. And he told the police that he had been made fun of by coworkers on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I don't know if it was Dave Attell or some other comedian that said, have you ever had anyone in your life you've made fun of so much that you felt the need to thank them for all the good times? (laughs) 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 For some reason... That's yeah, this sure. guy. Yeah. That's this guy. Like, this guy, I bet you, I mean, seriously, what probably happened, and I could see this with TSA because they're all ex cons that are working there. Yeah. He went through the machine and they're all like, damn, that guy's got a baby dick. And then for the next, you know, week, it was like, what's up, baby dick? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, I can and, see how, I mean, and it, he didn't snap right away, right? He might have taken it. Because you could be like, yeah, like a baby's arm, bitch. <laughs> like, but then, like, the relentless. <laughs> Just criticism and, you know. Well, he said that he could not take the jokes anymore and he lost his mind. Right. I'm surprised he didn't snap and uh, go kill some Chinese kids. Well, this also speaks to the (laughs) stupidity of the TSA workers. Mm -hmm. Like they're making the same small penis joke two weeks later. Come on. Nothing funny happened. Well, what's interesting to me, and I guess it shows how uh, astute the uh, TSA team here is at the Miami International Airport. They couldn't deduce that their, their, their fellow employee was about to lose his shit and start beating people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yet we trust them to screen yeah. people that are about to board our planes yeah while they were making baby dick jokes like 17 <laughs> bo- box cutters got through the fucking security line this attack may be the first piece of proof that the new scanners might be leaving too little to the imagination i don't care you know i Wonder if it's necessary for all passengers. I want to be alive with a tiny dick that everybody knows about, then dead with a tiny dick that that I'm I'm making people think I'm John Holmes. Do you really think though you're flying domestic from San Francisco to L.A. You need to go through one of these screening devices. Why differentiate? I mean, just just make all the flyers go through it. I just think it's going to take longer. Well, you got to stand there. I don't. I think. Well, okay, that's a good point. That's I just think point. it's going to make the whole process take even longer. But but what about this? What, how about what if they make this compromise? Look, we have this scanner that can see a hair on your fucking ball sack, so you can keep your shoes on. <laughs> Ooh, so you don't take your shoes off? Yeah, wouldn't that be a good trade-off? Dude, I I seriously do not mind showing my dick to whoever if I don't have to take my shoes off. I hate. Well, I mean, I hate ask, taking ask my the kinder, shoes off. Ask the kindergartners in the school around the corner; they, they'll attest to that. <laughs> but no, I really do hate taking the shoes off. But I love the. Uh, haven't you heard that like the the Muslims and the Amish are are protesting these new scanners and they want to get like exceptions? Like I, I I'm Amish or I'm Muslim or I'm Mormon and I'm not allowed to like show my naked body. Oh, the Muslims are saying No, I that? love it. I, don't give them the exception, but just be like, okay, don't fly. <laughs> Congratulations. Here's yeah. a car. He's like, yeah. there's Avis. Go run a car and you drive across the country f- through four time zones. Yeah, or you live in this country, deal yeah. with it. Oh, you want to go to Europe? There's a boat. <laughs> it's really <laughs> fast compared to, like, you know, swimming. Why don't you blame your terrorist cousins because they're the ones yeah. that are forcing you to do this? I don't, you know. I'm fine with it. My take on it is. It's gonna, and, and we've mentioned this before in the past. It's going to be really difficult to smuggle drugs. I'm no longer going to be able to stick them on my taint. Yeah, the, <clears throat> the world of smuggling drugs is over. Yeah, I don't. You know, I, I imagine you're going to have to. You're going to have to generate drug contacts in all the yeah, different it's a cities score, you go score to. Score when you're there, or yeah. FedEx it. I mean, you can. I mean, the mail system. You do that, but I don't think you're going to be able. If they, if they can tell how big your dick is, they can definitely tell if you have a sack of marijuana on your taint. What if I design? 
uh, a marijuana hiding spot that it's like it also doubles as a huge penis extender. That's like, a g- that dude has a huge cock. Yeah, it's yes, like- I do, and a lot of weed when I get to my, when I get to Hawaii. It might actually get you laid, and you'll still get high. Yeah, that works. Are you gonna call that the javelin? It's kind of a. No, the javelin is my base cock, <laughs> but it's a win-win because so, say the say the TSA the hot TSA worker does come back to your hotel room in Hawaii, and she's like, "Oh, I thought you had a big cock. I'm out of here." But it was weed, <laughs> and then she get her to stay, <laughs> like, and you still get a hummer. All right, you get a blowjob. Yeah. So they say here that the scanners sound like good news for anti-terrorism and bad news for less than average sized men. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know what. You have a small cock. People know about it. I'm sorry, but I'm willing to, to make that trade-off. My question is how effective it really is to uh, thwart terrorism. Because I've read that uh, now there's terrorists who are actually injecting C4 explosives into their breast implants mm-hmm. and into their buttock implants right, and into their testicular implants. How is this machine going to pick that up? Because you're going to see it and be like, wow, you got a huge nutsack. That's why you need the dude with the master's degree in behavioral science to be standing there. That can like actually look at somebody's facial reactions, their movements, their behavior. And maybe if the guy had Asperger's, that'd be even better. Because he's like, going to be hypersensitive to like, you know, Certain behavior. Yeah. You don't want the guy that's sitting there talking to Letitia on the cell phone. No. You know, with the gold teeth, making fun no. of his coworker's baby dick. No. You don't want that. Put that guy in sales, <laughs> not security. So on the second wrong stars, I'm going to give that four stars. Not because some guy beat his coworker's ass mm. and uh, forced him to apologize to his small penis. I'm giving that four stars because the other TSA workers were completely unaware and oblivious to the fact that their coworker was about to lose his shit. I'm giving it 4.25 because he came back to work the next day. <laughs> I would be drunk as fuck if I beat the shit out of my boss the next day. Yeah, I, I, I am amazed by his, I uh, be coming his audacity to, to come into work. You know, people, we invite you to, to decide who won episode 226 here. Go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. Well, we got a few phone calls to Sick and Wrong Hotline and some emails that we got to get to. Uh, before we get to that, though, how about a quick word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So, Wackerly, as I mentioned before, we got a number of phone calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline. People, you can call us at 206-666-3846. You can also email the show at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. We got quite a few calls this week, and we got um, actually two Is That Gay phone calls, which, you know, I forgot... No, I don't want to say I forgot. I've been neglecting the Is That Gay phone We've calls. We've been suppressing it. Yeah, we haven't been doing the Is That Gay bit. But the I don't that, remember last time we did it. But the bit is better when you when you save up calls. That's the thing. It's like, you know, we got a couple emails in the, in recent weeks. A couple of people were like, do you guys still do Is That Gay anymore? I have some questions for you, blah, blah, blah. Or one guy, one chick wrote in. She's like, I wish you guys would do Is That Gay more often. It's like, And that's the thing. It tarnishes the bit to do it every week. 
You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do a rapid succession of questions for it to be impactful. Well, I think it's all about timing. Yeah, and I do think comedy is all about timing. But I think mm-hmm. is that gay? If we did it all the time, if we did it every week, or if we did one is that gay segment every week, it would get old. It'd become trite. Podcasting isn't about timing, though. Yeah, Pod- podcasting is about consistency. Consistency. It's I guess like, it's like right. uh, being, you know, a restaurant. No, I agree with that. I agree. Podcasting about consistency, but. Comedic <laughs> podcasting, you have to have time bits. It's a combination of, of timing and, and consistency. Timing. Yep. Okay. <laughs> right. Got it. Lesson 101. <laughs> Terry Green's Guide to, co- to Podcasting. <laughs> Stand up straight. <laughs> so you want to be a podcaster? Stand up straight. Heel the toe. <laughs> Say no. You do not. You do not. You do not want to be a podcaster. You do not. Yes, you do. <laughs> You do. You pass the test. You pass the test. Make your own (laughs) podcast now. Well, we got a number of phone calls. We're going to do a couple calls to stick on our hotline. And we have the uh, some is that gay calls. So why not put call number one there? Wacker. Hey, Dan Lance. It is Mindy, trucker girl from the Utah. I was listening to episode 225, and I was still mucked out, but... You had kind of the trucker scene going on, and I didn't get on there, so here I am. Anyway, I just had to tell you a quick story. I used to haul crude oil out of the oil field, and I got smacked in the face with a big old hold, and I got all my teeth knocked out in the front. Jesus Christ! <laughs> she got smacked in the face with a big old hose? Yeah. An oil and she, got, hose, I, and I she got all of her teeth knocked out? All of her front teeth, which, you know, how, how do you define that? <laughs> the first four, the first eight, everything but the two, back two molars? You know, I, I don't think that's that all that uncommon amongst female truckers. Be missing some teeth. Female, female crude oil driving truckers. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I used to be embarrassed by it, you know, you know, I'm a cute girl, I'm not ugly, and so to have all my missing teeth, it sucks. So I got fake teeth, but then I realized I have a special power now that when I take these teeth out, I give the best fucking blowjob you've ever had. <laughs> anyway, keep it safe, keep it wrong, love you guys. Mindy. Uh, you know, Mindy's got a point there. I bet you Mindy gave a pretty good blowjob before. <laughs> this is like just a, an improvement. You know, though, people have said it's like, you know, if you, when the old lady removes her dentures, she can give you like a really sweet gum job, the best blowjob you've ever had. But the key word is old. Mindy's not old. She's got her teeth knocked out in a, an industrial accident. So, okay. <clears throat> Thought experiment here, Wackley. You got a, a hot chick. A hot trucker chick. I just came. Experiment over. Hot trucker oh. chick. Okay, I'll and continue. She's giving you a blowjob with her teeth. Obviously, you find girls with teeth attractive, right? Yes. Okay, prefer you find teeth. you prefer teeth, and so she's giving you a blowjob with teeth. You're like, oh, this is a good blowjob. And then she's like, you want to make this blowjob that much better? Yes. And and she takes her teeth out. Would okay. you be disgusted by it, or would you be like, it's a little weird, but I'm going to go with this because it's going to be. Is going to enhance my sensory pleasure. Not to put too fine of a point on this, but dentures gross me out. Yeah, exactly. But dentures but, belong to old people. But a bridge. <laughs> I don't have a problem with a bridge. And how many teeth can you bridge? 
I don't know. I mean, how I many teeth either. do you think she was not had knocked out? We don't out? know. There's variables. You know, I put this into the midget category. Midget. I don't find midgets attractive. Uh-huh. I don't find women without teeth attractive. But yet, I would stick my dick into them one time. <laughs> For the experience. For the experience. Would you tell your friends about it? Yes. But if I kept doing it, then I wouldn't. Then you wouldn't. <laughs> then you wouldn't know problem. if I kept going You'd back for it. seconds. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Was and then, you know, there's different levels of dentures too, right? There's like, I don't like the full palate dentures that have like that like cover the entire roof and bottom of the mouth. Yeah, that makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If it's I just mean, like I a, if, if it's a bridge, I'm down. I mean, I, I I'm willing to wager though. She probably does. For, Give a great blowjob. Oh, I'm, I, like I said, I, she probably gave a great one beforehand, yeah. and this just improved her technique. It's also comforting to know that there are female truckers out there. What do you think she does You know, when she's lonely at a truck stop? Because I assume the lot lizards are geared towards the heteros. And, uh, you know, I would say, like, maybe she's a lesbian, but the fact that she likes to give blowjobs and is, is proud of her technique makes me think she's a hetero. I'm thinking she probably slips into someone else's truck. Pretends to be a lot lizard? I don't know if you, she pretends. Is she just like, breaker, breaker? Anyone want a toothless blowjob out there? <laughs> Crazy cooter coming at you. And then like a trucker Paul type of guy would be like, yeah, come on over. I'm done with my Walmart bag. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of like in your face if, you know, a trucker Paul like kicked the lot lizard out of his cab. Like, get out of here, you skank. And then, you know, he's driving away thinking he's the big man in the truck stop. And then he sees the ska- the would-be skank pull up beside him. And she's in her own truck, yeah. her horn. And she's like, I gave you a good blowjob. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I wonder. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, what I was wondering where you're about? going with that. <laughs> it would be weird. It's I'm, the end I'm, of some movie. I'm wondering, though, what is Mindy's trucker, like, CB name? That's what I want to know. That's a good question. It's good now. Mindy, what is your CB name? Give us a call back. Let us know. It's got to do have something to do with her blowjob techniques, right? <laughs> or with the missing teeth. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. One and the same. Um, so we got, a, we got a couple other phone calls. Um, almost, And th- these are all is that gay questions here where people want to know whether or not a certain activity that they engage in is a homosexual activity. And Well, uh, I mean, that... It's gay, if it's gay or not. It doesn't have to necessarily be homosexual. It's yeah. whether or not it's gay. And me and Wackley sense. are the arbiters of gay. Like For some reason, you know, I think, I think people trust our opinion. They trust our advice on a variety of different issues and topics. And this is one of them. So, people, you can call us at 206-666-3846, and we'll let you know whether you're gay or not. How about we cue the theme music? Ready? I'm ready. Theme music. I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick-ass. Is that gay? I just watched my brother jerk off. Is that gay? I'm at the urinal and this guy's looking over the wall. Is that gay? I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think you've got a really nice ass. All right, Wackerly. Uh, how about, is that gay? Call number one. Hey, sick and wrong. This is Trav. So, uh, me and my anal muffin have been watching this show, RuPaul's Drag and it makes me confused because whenever I was a kid, maybe 14 or 15, I had a wet dream about RuPaul. But it was before yeah. I had known that RuPaul was actually a dude. And yeah, I went to school the next day, told all my friends, blah, blah, blah. They called me gay and shit. But I'm asking, is that gay 
that I had a wet dream about RuPaul before I knew she was a man. Uh, yeah, let me know. Bye. What do you think there, Wacker? I'm going to say no. Not gay. It wasn't like he was jerking off to, you know, pictures of RuPaul. It was an involuntary sexual attraction to what he thought was a woman. That's what I'm saying. It's like, if he knew that RuPaul had a penis, but yet dressed as a woman, and he was aware of that, he was privy to that information, mm-hmm. and he was still jerking off to that, I'd But he wasn't jerking off. He had a wet but dream. if he did, yeah. or even if he had a wet dream about it, I would say that's kind of gay. Wet dream, kind of gay. Jerking off to it, that's well, really gay. Well, yeah. But the fact that he had no idea that RuPaul was a dude, which I find... Really difficult to believe. <laughs> he said it was fourteen or fifteen. Okay, but but so he probably had, never seen a real tit, anyways. But he's saying, "All right, I'm attracted to six foot four black chicks with yeah. Adam's apples and like well. huge chins <laughs> <laughs> and way too much eye makeup, uh-huh. and they have deep voices and a bulge in their panties." <laughs> and a but still, and the fact that he didn't know in his heart of hearts. That that had a penis, I'd yeah. say it's not gay. You I know, like I like that his friends made fun of him the next day. Yeah. Me, meaning he came to school and told his friends about his wet dream. What? <laughs> what? Dude, I would. I don't think it's gay though. I think I, it's weird. You should tell your friends. Don't tell your friends about your wet dreams. I don't think it's gay, but I would have teased that guy to the point where he had tried to attack me in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a baton with a pink baton <laughs> work it girl so there you go uh, buddy it's not gay it, no. it officially is not gay because you didn't know that RuPaul was a dude I don't know how you didn't know RuPaul's a dude you know what is gay though what he's watching RuPaul's current show with his girlfriend that's gay <laughs> that's gay don't that's do gay. that let her watch it while you drink beer on the porch yeah and, and read sporting Read about sporting events. <laughs> Read about squadrons playing each other in sports. <laughs> All right, what's uh, the next call here? Pay attention because this is deeply accented. Hey, sick and wrong. I've got two questions for you. Uh, me and my girlfriend have just been to a swingers club and we're both back home now. We're just unwinding. She's just made another girl come. She's licked her pussy and she's made another girl come. Cool. Is she gay? No. She's hot. She's really hot. And awesome. <laughs> She's very cool, and you are a blessed man to have a girlfriend like that. The call goes on, obviously. Ready? Gay? Second question. I've just sat watching her with another guy next to me. We've both been playing with our cops. Does that make us gay? Oh, let me know, sick and wrong. I'm so confused. Love you, man. Bye. All right. So the first part, in answer to the first question, your girlfriend making another girl come, that's just two hot chicks having fun, playing together. You went to the swingers club. You were expecting Yeah, that, that, that's what happens. The Don't fact call that us after were, the fact. The, factor, the fact that you were sitting next to another dude... Staring at his cock, or he's looking at your cock, and right. you're jerking off. And you can say you weren't ladies. staring, but you were you were glancing. But you must have been looking over. Or you wouldn't have known that he was jerking off yeah. too. Right. That's kind of gay. I think when you when you bring a couple back from the swingers club, and your two hot wives start going at it, munching each other's boxes, sixty nine ing, uh, 
taking a break to knit something and then going back at you know the the beaver munching. Maybe baking some cookies. Yeah. <clears throat> the proper thing to do, you and the other dude, and I'm assuming you're both married to these women, is to like. Have a cigarette, drink some scotch, maybe talk a little bit about sports while while they're doing the knitting part, and then just to admire your wives going down on each other. A couple high fives here and there. Like, what <laughs> what happened to putting it in the spank bank? Like, jerk off later. You'll yeah. re- you'll remember how hot it was. Being a man means like maintaining a little bit of fucking composure. Some you don't just dignity. whip your cock out at any moment with another dude standing there. What I would have done... Unless you're gay. That's why it's gay. That's what I'm saying. The fact that he whipped his cock out and looking at the other dude to see if that guy whipped his cock out, that's kind of gay. But what I would have done in this situation, like let's say it was you and I and our girlfriends were going at it, 69 and munch each other. I would have given you shot after shot till you passed out and then had sex with both of them. I was going to say I would just like punch you in the face. Like B.A. Baracus in the A-team. Or been like, oh, baby, and, and new, new female friend, you guys are so hot. Can I have one of those pillows? And I would smother you with it. <laughs> I would have just got you really wasted until you passed out and then took advantage of the birds. To be honest, you'd probably win. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but all I'm saying, the fact that, the, that your girlfriend and another girl, you know, pleasured each other to the point of orgasm. Mm. Not gay at all. Really hot. You have a really cool girlfriend. The fact that you're staring at another man's dick while he was masturbating, that's kind of gay. It's not as gay as doing like double penetration where your dicks are touching each other. Well, d- d- yeah, don't add to the question. Yeah, I'm just it's saying. It's confusing enough. He just wants to know. Because then there's gay, the whole, like, where the, did the balls touch gay. thing? Yeah. And if they didn't, okay, well, that's not yeah, it's you know? kind of gay. So, so there you go. What's uh, the the final call here? The that gay question. I truly believe we probably saved the best for last. What's up, guys? This is Kadoji. I got a question: uh, if it's gay or not. Uh, my brother, he uh, went skydiving over the weekend, and he had to jump tandem. And went- gay. Skydiving's <laughs> <laughs> gay. I love how he didn't even ask me a question. Wackley already has an answer. Gay. So you're saying. Well, okay, well, we need to define what tandem skydiving is. Uh, well, see, I tried to actually... I, I didn't reach quick enough, but just skydiving. Come come on, dude. Yeah. Skydiving's not gay in itself. You can jump out of a plane. It's kind of really? extreme. Really? You're gonna, uh, extreme? Are you saying mountain biking down a cliff I'm not, is gay? I'm not saying it's not extreme. I'm just saying, like, you're going to burn an entire Saturday to go jump out of a plane. I don't think jumping out of a plane is necessarily gay. I just think the whole, th- and then you're gonna like talk about it to your coworkers on Monday, and it's how lame. it's like thrilling. Okay, maybe you're right. What the I fact that you're lame. jumping out of a plane strapped to another dude in front of you, or the guy that's behind what we're you? getting into. That's what we're about to get into. So it was tandem skydiving, which is I guess what they make you do. It's a wee bit gay. Well, listen on. And when you know when they were getting ready, suited up, and they were teaching them how to, you know, just do it. Guy kept joking around, saying, "Oh, you're going to be my date today." You know, just joking around, making little gay jokes because you got to get strapped together. And uh, you know, my brother's a huge, menacing-looking motherfucker. You know, he looks like the milkman's kid. We don't look related at all. <laughs> so they get up in the plane. You know, they're you know passing about ten thousand feet. They're getting ready to jump out of the plane. The guy keeps joking around, you know, about the gay shit the whole time. But my brother's cool. He don't care. You know, he just think it was a joke. But then he noticed the guy's dick got hard while he was strapped to him right before he was. 
getting ready to jump out of the plane. Well, the instructor's gay. <laughs> I mean, that's demonstrable. Yeah. I'm wondering, is the question, is the instructor gay? No. Or the fact that your brother still jumped out of the plane with the instructor attached well, to his what back? Do you, what do you do at that point? You're, you're committed. At the, you're up in the plane, man. You've trained with this guy. And he's got a gigantic boner, and he's about to get strapped here. And your you're... Str- yeah, you know, this is a, this is a difficult one to, to, to well, judge. Let's, let's veer off from the is that gay arena. To the point of, is that appropriate? To the point of, do you say something? Like, dude, what's with the tent? What's with the huge wood? <laughs> yeah, but... Do I get okay. a discount? I mean, you seem to be enjoying this, and I'm paying you like $175 for, you know... For the for the privilege of you having a good time, apparently. Alright, but you got massive wood, dude. Think of the circumstance, i.e. the timing. You're about to jump whatever, twelve thousand feet yeah. in the air out of a plane, you're strapped with the guy's back, you feel a, that the guy has a boner. No, he you see that he has a boner. So he saw a tent in the guy's pants. That's what they're saying. They're standing, waiting to jump, and he looks over at his instructor. The guy's about to be strapped to his back, and he sees that he has. And a the huge... guy's stroking his hard penis. He's not stroking. It. But you could tell that he's got a tent in his pants. He's got a big. It's a boner sticking out. They're wearing like the equivalent of sweatpants. Yeah, I would be a little concerned at that point. I don't know. I think. But I do almost... you say something? You know, I think I would. What, what do you say? I would say, "Hey, dude." Settle down. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what I would say? You say settle down. I would, no, this is, this <laughs> you is what don't I know what you would say. This is what I would say. You would just I'm having wet feet. I don't want to jump out of the plane. You can't do that. Why? You're up, you're up on the plane and be like, you know what? I'm at wet feet. Because of the boner. Because of the boner. Because you're about to jump out of the plane with a guy with a boner strapped to your chest. So you lie. Either way. You lie. You, you say you're scared just because the boner scares you. But you say that the, the jump scares you. All I'm saying is I'm avoiding a really awkward moment for the two of us, or at least for me, by lying and saying that the uh, the plane scares me. The experience. The dude's the dude's gonna try and convince you otherwise with his boner. And he's yeah, gonna be but, like maybe like waving his hands and body back and forth, and his boner's swinging back and forth. Maybe I mean I, I don't. What would you do in this situation? I just do it. I just jump. <laughs> I got pants on, right? The boner's not going into my butthole. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's still kind of gay. So, so what ended up happening? He noticed it. You know, it's sliding down his crack, and then he jumps out of the plane while Mitchell was... Or, oh, sorry. He's going to get so pissed I said his name, but he was overanalyzing <laughs> while he was in the plane, so Uh-oh. his dick got hard. Thinking about the other guy's dick. Wait, did so you I, just hear that? Wait. He's saying Mitchell got hard? Yeah. Don't don't repeat the name, dude. Yeah, but it's kind of a gay name, though. Isn't it a little gay? The name's kind of gay. One of my cousins' name, Mitch. I don't think it's that. But, so, <laughs> now they're both hard. They're jumping out of a plane, which I've already established is gay. Well, you know what? Now they both have boners? Why is this even a question? <laughs> Why is this a question? Are, are they wearing pink spandex bodysuits? Is that sort of coming up next? I'm just wondering how much gayer this call can get. This seriously sounds like a gay porn scenario. Like, there are probably gay people listening, gay fans listening to the show. Like, Fozzie Bear's probably listening to this. Already achieved 
Man, like ejaculation yeah, yeah. at this point. They're in their second round of vigorous. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, seriously, this is like a, a like a CNC Music Factory song. It's really, really gay. Okay. <laughs> so as he's flying and fucking falling to the earth, he fucking I guess came his jeans or the little suit you're in because of just the pressure and the wind flapping against his you know hard dick. So. I was making fun of him. I told him that was totally gay because his dick shouldn't have gotten hard. But I can understand, I guess, a little bit overanalyzing, you know, the heart. I don't know. I, I said I'd call you guys, and I'm sure I mean, you guys are the experts on the shit. So, this uh, has got to be bullshit. Anyways, my bullshit detector <laughs> just... My bullshit detector just went off. All right? you fucking know what? with his brother. He's fucking with his brother because he said his name. He says his brother's gay, whatever. My bullshit detector went off. We just made this whole call null and void. Still funny, though. Still funny. <laughs> While we were buying if it, it was we weren't going to hear... Okay, if he didn't even mention the ejaculation in the pants... That's and what just put said, it over the line. Yeah, that's what Dude, put it over the line. Dude, you went too far with the ejaculation. He went way too far. I mean, yeah, seriously. It was like broke back airplane <laughs> <laughs> at that point. I'm saying before that, though... It was pretty good. I was gay. buying it. I was buying it too. I was buying the double boner skydiving incident. I took it hook, line, and, <laughs> and boner. I, I seriously was like, all right, this is this is definitely a very gay skydiving incident. But yeah, I think it would have been gay. He pushed, he, he, pushed, he pushed it a little too far. <laughs> My bullshit detector went off. People, you can call Is That Gay? Or you can call... The Sick and Wrong Hotline with your Is That Gay questions. We do the uh, Is That Gay bit every now and then. Can't do it too much. No, you become wear a little it tarnished. Out. Yeah, you wear it out. So 206-666-3846 is the number for the Sick and Wrong Hotline. We also have a couple emails to the Sick and Wrong Podcast at uh, hotmail.com address. We got an email at, uh, from Dylan in Pennsylvania. He says, hey, guys. Hey, first, guys. First time. <laughs> How <are> you doing? <laughs> Rolling Stone gathers no malls. Mm. Just drinking some Rolling Rock. But I thought I'd email you guys. First time emailer, but hey, with a subject line like that, you know it's worth breaking the ice. Crab Revenge was the uh, subject line here. Crab Revenge? Yeah. He uh, sends us a <coughs> URL here for CrabRevenge.com. CrabRevenge.com. It's a website to two guys that sell crabs to use as revenge on your ex or someone you have an argument with. It, it's legal, and they sell them in sets of one colony, three colonies, or one shampoo-resistant colony. So wait, <laughs> we're talking about crab lice, not pubic like li- pubic lice. Yeah, not crabs that you eat like dungeness crabs. Not like a softshell dungeness no. blue crab. Stone these are crab. these are pubic lice. Like, Crab rice. Yeah. Most people wouldn't eat them. I'm hoping a lot of people don't eat these. <laughs> most, most people. Most people don't eat these, yes. Talk about sick and wrong. I definitely think a challenge should be issued to the listeners to see who can do the most damage with these nasty little bugs. Your show has me cracking up every week. I got to thank you for not pussing out and going to 30 or 60 minute shows like so many of the best podcasts have done. Does this guy realize, like, we wish we could do a 60-minute show? <laughs> we just can't. We it's basically used, impossible. We started out doing a 30-minute show. And, and we did four stories. And then stories. it became the monstrosity that it is now. We can't shut up. We can't. I know. We wish we could. Love the sound of our own voice. 60 or 30 is way better. 
You know what it is? It's it's if you could curtail that ego. I know. Then then it would be a thirty minute show. You now kept me entertained ashamed. over the years, seriously, and there's nothing better than kicking back to a video game and listen to how fucked up the world is. Thanks, guys. Dylan. Mm. It's nice to know that he's listening to video games. So crabrevenge.com. What do you think, Wagger? Do you think that's a real thing? Can't we just go find out right now? I looked at the website. I I don't know. I, I almost Is I, there an I, order form? Yeah, there's an order form. There's a frequently asked questions section. I just don't... How can a legitimate business sell pubic lice? It's like is selling it, is bed it, bugs. Is there, no, is there a law against it? I don't think, I wanna, there, is there, I don't is think you're allowed guy, to sell... Is this some guy or girl with wow. a massive bush? <laughs> it's just like their their farm. <laughs> she's uh, nominated for Supreme Court Justice. And she's, <laughs> uh, Don't even start... God, is that, is that woman Is ugly. that one of the hideous, most hideous creatures? Yeah, right. Seriously. Paul, Paul Blart Mall Cop, you mean? <laughs> it's, no, it's John Lovitz with a vagina. Oh, my God. Like, like <laughs> couldn't she be a little attractive? Because you know she's nominated for life. You're going to have to see her face forever. I mean, wh- what was the, the blonde woman? Sandra Day O'Connor. Yeah, she was old, but, you know, she kept herself together. Decent look on that woman. And yeah, she was, that, did you see Kagan? Did you see when she was nominated? Like she's kind of a little firecracker. Like if you see the old pictures, but this Kagan that, woman, yeah. she's, gonna get, she's gonna get worse and worse over the years. My, and, and she's the youngest person to ever be nominated. So it's like we're gonna have to look at her for forty years. I'll be dead, and she'll still be on the fucking. And she's Supreme not Court. gonna grow any more attractive than she is right now. No, no, seriously. What, what's really funny about her is uh, is the fact that. People speculate about her sexual orientation. Is there really any doubt? Do you really think a dude could get it up to fuck that? Do you think a woman could? She's asexual. Okay? Surprise. No, there's a woman out there that could fuck that. I don't think so. I've seen some lesbians in this city. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. She doesn't even have like a hipster angle. She's just a stupid Harvard upper crust elite professor. Like... I wouldn't say stupid. I would say elite professor, but she is just hideous. And I think think aesthetically, she brings down the overall aesthetic factor of the Supreme Court. (laughs) (laughs) This is the last year I'm buying the Supreme Court swimsuit calendar. I will never, ever look at the U.S. Supreme Court swimsuit calendar if she gets elected. But you know, if she's nominated, no. But did you hear this, though? That this will be the first time ever? Or it's remarkable that they're. Will be no wasp on the Supreme Court. Hmm. All Catholics and Jews. Really? Yeah. Might be a good thing. No. Well. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. Let's get an atheist up there. Yeah, actually. And if not nice. an atheist, at least a Protestant. Jesus. Wait, is, you, are you, you people saying, with your crazy nut job traditions. Is Kagan, and, is, or is her name Kagan? Yeah, she's Jewish. She's Jewish? Yeah. God, I knew she was Jewish. Jewish I was so lesbian. hoping she wasn't Jewish because I was looking at her like, God, oh, yeah. she is hideous. That's all and then on I thought, you. She's a Jewess. That's great, all on you. Great. Yeah, that's that, all that, on your that, people. That's really comforting to know that uh, <laughs> she's of my ilk. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, I forgot where we were going with that, but uh, yeah, crabrevenge.com. <laughs> if you want to get revenge on somebody, send them to Kagan. Give him some care crabs. of Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> care of a really, really ugly Supreme Court. Uh, people can email the show at SigaRongPodcast at Hotmail.com. We always love to hear from you. Uh, we've got a few more things to do here, and then we've got to get out of here. Uh, if you haven't already joined the Sick and Wrong Forum, you're really missing out on a whole loving community of really caring individuals. Mm, yeah, true. You know, a lot of people have met, like, good friends, girlfriends, 
significant others on the uh, Sick and Wrong forum. Uh, I, you know, wh- I want to highlight a recent poster, a new guy from the UK. Uh, he wrote in new dude from the UK, blah, 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 new member from the UK, blah, blah, blah. His name is Lots of Acid in the 90s. Sounds did, familiar. Did you see his thread? Yeah, I did. I pointed it out to you. So don't just stop with the facetious questioning. <laughs> All right, Wackley, that was one of the most vile things I've ever seen on the internet. And that's what I'm saying. No, it is, is the most. For this, me, I'm saying the. You know what I'm saying? It's funny. It's like Wackley and I are jaded individuals. We have a thick, probably three-foot jaded crust around us. That I, I have lemon party wallpapered on my bedroom. <laughs> Like doesn't that, even it, it, phase me. No, no, it actually relaxes me to just look at that and, and go to sleep. And Tub Girl is in my like, you know, the, I have a pillowcase with Tub Girl on it, and then another pillowcase. Dude, with I Goatsy. got, I have goatsy dishes. Yeah, it I know. does not even bother me. I love it when I eat mac and cheese over here, and you get to the bottom, and there's goatsy. Yeah, exactly. It does not it's even great. bother me. I looked at this lots of acid in the '90s guy thread here that he started in the introduction section of the forum. <laughs> he came out of the gate with his introduction. This is the thread. It was the most vile vagina and asshole combination I've ever seen in my entire life. Honestly, the <laughs> vagina and the asshole individually are the worst I've ever seen in my life. And she's hair suit. Yeah, and not only that, and she's not only her vaginal, like pubic regions, her suit, her legs, her armpits, her armpits, her arms. I mean, I mean, she's a monstrosity. But really, I, I don't really mind. Her name's her. probably Blobnar. I don't mind her suit. <laughs> I don't prefer it, but I don't mind it. But but really, let's focus in on what's wrong. The the vagina and the anus are completely bizarrely disgusting. Dude, the okay, her vaginas was very unnatural. But that anus that the one girl That's had in that picture. Part. Her anus looked like something out of the Dark Crystal. The thing that took the eye out of her face and held right. the eye around, that's what her anus looked like to me. I've seen some horrible hemorrhoids in my day. <laughs> but when, you, when you're not shitting, your anus is supposed to close up, right? It's a sphincter. It's supposed to be closed. It was like sort of hanging open, and you could like see inside, and she wasn't taking a shit. Like, Why is it still open? When you can have a thumb war with a person's anus... Right, like there's, there's a, something wrong. There's a bump on it that's then, as big as a thumb, almost an appendage, and yeah. probably is prehensile. It was funny that you probably uh, hang from a tree with that, thing, <laughs> whatever it is. A poster, or is that what someone else responded? A respondent said, "Wow, I didn't think it was possible for someone to have the most hideous vagina, and the most hideous anus." I think I think you're mistaken. What are the chances? Chances, yeah. What are the chances of someone having the most hideous vagina, the most hideous anus? One person. One person, yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, the second wrong forum, 100%. That is the chance, yeah. So people, go check it out. You can see one of the, probably, I think, the most vile thing on the internet. So I imagine that that, because I always wonder, like, because I love vagina in general, like just the concept. And I, and I wonder what gay guys think of when they, when they see a vagina. Now I know. That's what, <laughs> that's what all vaginas look like to them. Worse than a, it's seriously, it's worse than like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah, it's worse than the Leprechaun. 
Uh, so go, go sign up for the Sick and Wrong Forum. A link to it right off our main page, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. Right now, we're on a drive to get 700 ratings by the end of the month. And uh, I think we're at like 650 or something. What are you going to do if we get it? You got you to gotta hang a carrot out there. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, I don't know. I was thinking, you know, maybe the D. Simon Lance Wackerly calendar. Wait, wait. You're, you're committing me to doing something? Dude, we're a team. It's all good. I, team I shaved S and W into my chest hair for people to be nice on the forum That'd be for a, a week. Calendar picture. Well, the picture's out there. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, I'll bust out the speedo and one of my uh, red mullet wigs. All right. I could do that. I could. I, could I, do I don't want to see that, but maybe some people do. <laughs> that, if that's what you want to use. Well, that's times. if and only if we get 700 ratings by the end of the month. So let's do this, people. Um, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Leave us a comment. Give us a five star rating. Also, make sure you buy a Sick and Wrong tea from the Sick and Wrong store. Uh, we also have the new and improved Cafe Press store up right now. But we still have some Sick and Wrong apparel left at our main page. If you click on store at sickandwrongpodcast.com. Probably going to be doing some new t-shirts soon. But not just yet. So um, order yourself a Sick and Wrong tea. Become a member of the Swarm. Also, I want to give a big shout out to Johnny at www thespiltink.com uh, He designed a few new logos for us that we have on Cafe Press. The Spilt Ink designs CD covers for bands, logos, portraits, advertisements, and all your other needful designs for your darkest intents. Um, so go check out spiltink.com and get some custom designing done. Uh, he did actually do a few good... Uh, Portrait or a few good just designs for us, and uh, we the have hot his designs on the Cafe Press store. Yeah, if you look at the Cafe Press, a lot of people nice. are buying these shirts. So uh, thank you, Johnny, for doing that. Go check out spiltink.com. Finally, we're going to end the show here with the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I'm going to make this a special dedication to Frank Frazetta. Okay, good old Frank. Without Frank, Frankie, what would heavy metal bands sing about? <laughs> If there was no, you sounded like Chewbacca. If there were no, if there was no Frank Frazetta, heavy metal bands would have nothing to sing about. What would their album covers be? It's true. And I, you know, I mean, they sniffed, they sniffed too much glue to read Tolkien, smoked too much marijuana to read. Yeah. All they want to do is just watch the movie Heavy Metal, write songs about Frank's paintings. It's true. And I can't think of a more, you know, better band, a better case in point than the band High on Fire. I do love them. Local, they're, they're, uh, local, yeah. Oakland, local. Oakland, uh, Oakland band here, High on Fire. I think probably don't be would, claiming my Oakland band. They're, they're an Oakland they're band. Local to me. One of my favorite bands. Though. I do love. Probably Frank. one of the heaviest bands out there right now. High on Fire. I'm at a loss to think of a band who's more inspired by Frank than High on Fire. I mean, their songs, their artwork, everything. Uh, they're a death metal band after Frank's own heart. Here's a song, Frost Hammer, from the new LP, Snakes for the Divine, dedicated to Frank Frazetta. Rest in peace there, Frank. People will be back next week with episode 227. Till then, take a sleep. You know Frank is like sitting on a throne of swords and there's like seven buxom naked chicks like, you know, draped about his thighs and, and groin. Right now, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's awesome.
I'm not drunk or high yet, but I just realized that Lance kind of looks like those two guys from the Mythbusters put together. Yeah, I just realized I recognized it. Yeah, bye. Fuck you.